This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. As I said to listen to the word of God today, a door of utterance has been opened unto me, and I hear the voice of God clearly speaking to me. This is the way to go, walk ye in it. I listen under the influence of the Spirit of God, and I'm not distracted by anything or anyone. The word of God is full to my spirit. I am strengthened by it this morning. It is wine to my heart, creating joy within me. It is oil to my face, causing my life to shine, giving me victory in everything that I do. As my eyes make contact with the scriptures used in this message, the Spirit of God opens new things to me. He also brings to my remembrance things Jesus once showed me. I come to understand God's system on the earth, and I receive instruction, encouragement, correction, and the enablement to live out God's will. Amen. All right, we're continuing our series on uh, um, how to hear the voice of God and uh, to be led by the Spirit of God. And last week we spoke about how God leads us through our thoughts. In other words, when we begin to think, think about um, the things that we want, all right, to accomplish or begin to meditate upon those things, uh, then what happens is God can speak to us through our thoughts. All right, so God reveals his will and plan through our thoughts. And Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3 says, Proverbs 16 and verse 3. Commit thy works honor to the Lord, and your thoughts shall be established. Uh, so today I want to really focus on, on uh, being led by the Spirit in projects that you have as a person, let us humor in your career or your business or in your own personal life. It says, commit your works, honor to the Lord, all right, and your thoughts shall be established. So when you take your works to God, uh, you commit them to God, the area God is going to primarily influence in causing that thing to happen in your life is your thoughts. That is going to start giving you the required thoughts to make that particular thing happen. So don't just look on the outside and start looking, I know somebody will do something to me. Don't start that way. Commit your works unto him. One translation says, lay upon your works to the Lord and uh, your thoughts will be directed. So he will begin to direct your thoughts there, give you thoughts or ideas through which that particular thing 
will come to pass. Another says, and your plans will succeed. In other words, he will evolve plans. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. So your thoughts there will be established. He will give you plans and show you how it ought to be done, and you will succeed in it. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. God said to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. In other words, let not that vision depart out of your mouth regardless of what you are seeing. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night that you might observe to do according unto that which is written concerning that particular thing so you will observe from what is written, which means what to do, instructions on what to do based on what is written. Okay, pull the scripture back up. And then it says, for then, which means once you start doing according to that which is written, then you will make your way, not God, but you will make your way prosperous, and then you are going to have good success. So God will direct you through your thoughts. Um, on um, uh, Friday, yeah, I was speaking at a conference and Dr. Mansell was speaking and he told the story of once he went to see Bishop Winnipeg in his house or office or something and he said, oh, there's a place upstairs, you know, you can review and all of that. You want to come up? He said, yeah, he went up to the place, like a balcony, and then he, there was a room. And he said, so what do you do there? Uh, he said, that's my thinking room. And he said, oh, so that's where you pray. He said, no, I don't pray in that place. That's where I think. Which means, this is a space I go into to think. And that's where the strategies and that's where the plans that I want to execute, that's where, all right, everything evolves there. Proverbs 21 and verse 5 tells us that the thoughts of the diligent, the thoughts of the diligent tendeth only, which means there's no exception, to plenteous. And then it is, but everyone that is hasty, in other words, they haven't thought through on what they want to do. The thoughts of the diligent, all right? One translation says, surely will bring, the thoughts of the diligent do surely bring abundance. But what whoever is hasty cometh into poverty. So a person who sits there and thinks through over and over and over. In fact, in the book of Mark, it says, take it what you hear. The measure you meet shall be measured back to you. Literal translation says, the amount of thought and study you give to it will determine the measure of power and virtue that will be released when you are executing that particular thing. So we've got to come to understand that we have to sit down with God 
and allow God to communicate through our thoughts. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, we saw this last week. I'm going somewhere with this. All right, Matthew 1, because sometimes we feel that the only way in which God relates to us is that we had a voice, all right, or we had a feeling about what we're supposed to do, yes, but there's the part where you sit down and you begin to think about it and you start thinking through on it and the Holy Spirit begins to give you breakthroughs in your thought life and the light bulb comes on and you start having eureka moments which meant I found it. I know exactly what I am going to do. It's the measure of thought and study we give to it that will determine the measure of power that comes out. Now in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20 here, Mary had come to meet Joseph and told Joseph about the fact that she was pregnant. And the Bible tells us that Joseph, this is why he got it right. If Joseph was hasty and Joseph was angry and Joseph just reacted in the flesh and said, look, you can go and all of that, he would have missed out on being, quote and unquote, the father of Jesus. You get what we're saying here? Missed out completely on Jesus Christ. Because Jesus will have been born, all right? The warfare may have been more, but Jesus will have been born. But the scripture says, while he thought on these things, as he began to think on it, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, that's in his thought life there, in a dream there, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived of her is the Holy Ghost. So he discovered as he was thinking upon that particular thing. Let me give you another one again. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 19, God had given an open vision to, David, uh, to Peter. All right? An open vision. This was, yeah, he was in a fast, and as he came out of the fast, there was a trance, and he had an open vision, and God was communicating to him. But see where the breakthrough came. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit of God did what? Said unto him, Behold, three men seek after thee. So it's while he was thinking upon that particular vision, and meditating upon the vision, that's when the light bulb came on and the Spirit of God spoke to him and gave him clarity. So even if God shows you something, it doesn't mean that he's saying that you shouldn't think and process that particular thing. If he tells you, you know, you've got to do this and it gives you, he wants you to still think and engage. He gave you a mind and engage and as you think upon it and as you meditate and start thinking through on the different and take up the challenge in your thought life. Don't, you know, don't, don't go around it. Don't just, you know, I mean, if, if there is a difficulty there, sit down there, there, look at the end, we'll see this here, and, and begin to think and understand, and I'll show this, there is a solution. It says, to him that searches or he that seeketh shall find. You will find the solution to that particular thing if you actually engage there and understand that the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of you and that the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord and the major function of your spirit is to get thoughts and supply those thoughts to your mind. That's the activity, number one activity of your spirit that is within. In other words, to bring out thoughts. 
So he diligently searches the inward parts of the belly, and that's where the Holy Spirit resides, in order to bring the thoughts and breakthrough ideas right into your mind. And that's where everything is. Well, I mean, all what we're enjoying today, the difference between the Stone Age, all right, and civilization is thoughts that came to people. All right, the whole of the gospel and the redemption plan there, when we say revelation, these are the ideas that God had about saving humanity. He had a plan. He didn't just say, we'll just save people. He had a plan, and they strategically executed that particular plan. And, and you, God also wants, which means you want to build something, he wants to show you the plan there and for you uh, to get all right, the light that he wants you to have. So thinking about what you want to do and spending time thinking through will only bring an abundance. In other words, this is what's going to lead to an abundance. If you are hasty, it says, about it, it will tend to poverty. So sit down there and understand I've got to engage my mind in this and begin to think through on this. And as I'm doing that, when I get to mental blocks, I understand I have the Holy Spirit who resides on the inside of me. There is nothing like a mental block for a Christian. There is nothing like I cannot find the right thoughts for this particular thing. Understand that. There is nothing like it cannot be solved. There is nothing like I was given a target in the office and I cannot meet it. I can meet it. I can think through. Strategies can come. I can get to a place where I don't see the possibility. Listen, po possibility simply means that there is nothing in my past that I have experienced in my past that shows me how to do this, but I'm not going to grow by repeating the experiences of the past. Uh, the only way I'm going to grow, all right, is by breaking. And that's why it says thinking outside the box. In other words, at every stage you are in life, there's a box around you. you there's a limit there that your mind, based on the experience you have had. Now, you want to crack that box. You want to go out of it. You, you want to, and God can begin to give you those thoughts. Don't just think that the thing will just happen on the outside, you know, without, you know, without uh, a person thinking through on it. No, God will give you breakthroughs there, right, in your thought life. And the real issue here is, and this is why Christians largely fail, because they don't think through on things. All right, we, we just feel that we feel it. We just feel that, you know, somebody comes, all right, and, you know, just, you know, Someone just do something on the outside, and we don't think through and engage our minds in it. Proverbs 15, and God is waiting for that. All right, Proverbs 15 and verse 22. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. And then it tells us, all right, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Now, let's take it. Why do people experience disappointment when they try to accomplish something? It's because they are without counsel. They don't have the right counsel concerning that particular thing, which means the plan there is not right. And it says without that counsel there, purpose says they are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Psalm 33 and verse 11. Psalm 33 and verse 11. The counsel of the Lord 
standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. So we can say without cancel or without accessing, if we combine those scripture, two scriptures, without accessing the thoughts of the Lord concerning the thing, the purpose is will be disappointed. Which means the cancel of God is to get God's thoughts concerning it. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts, and my ways are right higher than your ways. So without the thoughts there of God concerning it, purposes there are disappointed. So I want to access the thoughts of God, and this is what I want to show uh, today here. How do I begin to contact the thoughts of God? But to understand first and foremost that there's going, there's going to have to be some engagement here where the Bible says that I will commune with my own heart and my spirit will make diligent search. And that you diligently seek out the thoughts of God. And once you begin to access God's thoughts and you exercise yourself to that point here, then you start having breakthroughs in your mind. And the biggest thing about it is not even the fact that you succeeded in the thing you wanted to do, but the biggest thing about it is the fact that, you know, now you've discovered that if something starts out looking impossible, I can crack it. I can actually crack it by the Spirit of God who dwells on the inside of me. When the Bible says Gentiles will come to your light, I mean, what's he saying? He's saying that you are coming out with information and things that they don't have. That's the light. He says kings to the brightness of your rising. Kings are people in authority, which means how in this world are you, are you getting these things that you have there? That, that's what they're talking about, basically. It's not just, uh, you know, uh, kings just liked me the way I was and they came. No, he's talking about your light, which means the value that you're bringing to it. So how do we get that? I'll put it up again here. Let me just read the scripture so that I can connect it. It says, cancel, no, 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 the scriptures, um, Proverbs 15. Cancel in the heart of, all right, without cancel, purposes are disappointed, all right, but in a multitude of counselors, they are established. Then Psalm 33 and verse 11, it says that, again, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever and his thoughts, all right, of his heart to all generations. Then Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5. It says, Cancel in the heart of a man is like deep waters, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So where, is, where are the thoughts you want to access? They are inside you as deep waters on the inside of you. In other words, when we say deep waters, it's like saying that where is oil, all right, in the ground? There is a depth where oil is, which means you go deep into it to be able to access it. And it says, cancel the thoughts of God in the heart of a man are like deep waters. They're inside your heart, but deep waters. The waters there are the waters of the Spirit of God, but they're deep. It says, but a man who understands will know how to draw out this counsel. Psalm 92 and verse 5. I'm building this, all right, so we see it. Psalm 92 verse 5. 
It says, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are what? Very deep. So the counsel that is in the heart of a person, as deep waters, are the thoughts of God that are there, all right, as deep waters that are there. That's why I don't like religion. I don't like, let's say we're inside a church and someone comes and says, this is how we have been doing something. Listen, I don't like it. I don't like when someone says, hey, well, uh, this is how, you, you can't come and meet me and tell me that, well, this is how we have been doing it inside this church. This is the way we do it. Or in that case, then we should be using, we should be using tape recorders and be selling tapes because that's how we're doing it. Are, are you following me, Sadie? What I, what I like is people that are exercising themselves because God is progressive. In other words, all right, he's revealing more and more of himself. It's the manifold wisdom of God. You can't camp on one aspect of wisdom and then build, all right, territorial power on that. You get what I'm saying? You manifest one aspect of God and then you sit down on it and then everybody, all right, will be locked into that. It's cancel there. It's as, it's as deep waters there. The thoughts of the Lord are very deep. And when those thoughts come out and a person expresses those thoughts there, you will know they're coming from a depth there. And as Christians, that's what we should bring. It is these waters that the marketplace needs. These are the rivers of living water flowing out of you, the thoughts of God. These are the waters that when they touch anything, they leave. A dying business, somebody comes into it and has access to the thoughts of God and begins to introduce the thoughts of God to that business, things begin to change. A person gets into a certain place there, that's, that's how favor comes with the king. That's what Joseph had. All this world, they, they drew out the thoughts of God concerning it. They weren't, they weren't being funny. Or right inside the office, they were just being funny. What, you know, how are we serving God? We have prayer meeting. You get what I'm saying here? We are doing vigil. Do you see Joseph say, okay, so how did you manifest God in the place? Ah, we are just doing vigil every day. Can you see we are doing vigil? We are Christians. I'm telling you this. There is persecution. And there is persecution. There is persecution when you are making progress and you are solving problems. And people are angry and envious. Do you get what I'm saying here? But there is persecution that, that you are calling persecution, but it's not the real Christian persecution. So you are bringing out thoughts. That's the reverse. And I'm sure you of living water that are flowing out. The thoughts of God concerning it. So the Bible says uh, the thoughts of the Lord are deep. And Christians should come from a depth. Now, so let's look at the story here of the woman by the well. John chapter 4, verse 10 to 11 here. So I'll show how, because a man of understanding, Jordan, look how it is. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee what? Living water. And then the woman said, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence has this living water? And then verse 12. It says, Are thou greater than, all right, our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle. So Jesus was saying that, listen, 
If you had known the gift of God, you will have asked of me and I would have given you. Uh, put it back up. He says, I will have given you this water in John 4 verse 10. Thou would have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. And 11, she talked about whether water will be inside a well and the well is very deep. So when you are confronted, all right, with something, so let's just look at it as, your, let's say, your career, your business. And you want to take your walks there. And when you take your walks there, it means that you trust in the Lord with all of your heart, which means, why are you taking your walks to God? Because the, the goal that you have set for yourself, it is impossible. And if, if something is not impossible, then you are doing yourself if you don't attempt impossible things, you are doing yourself disservice because what you are doing is repeating your past. That's all. In other words, it's only things that you are accustomed to that you want to do. So if anybody throws you a, an impossible challenge, please never complain. If you are in an office and they say, listen to me, your target is three billion, don't ever say, why are you doing me this way? That's the greatest blessing you can have as a person. If they give you a challenge and they put something on your table and they give you a time frame in which they want that particular thing delivered, that is God coming to you. That pressure that they are creating is the greatest blessing you can get. Where you are doing everything at your own convenience, where there's no task, where there's no pressure, where, you know, and what you, so probably what you just want to do is to scheme off, all right? And, and because everybody, everybody likes to be recognized, everybody likes, whatever, whatever any human being tells you, I don't like, I don't, everybody likes it, okay? We all like to succeed and all of that. When you can't get it the right way, then what happens is that you start using underhanded methods to do it. So if they give it to you, the first thing you have got to do is that you should go to Jesus and ask him for the water to fulfill that thing. That's what he said. If you are thirsty, come to me and do what? Drink. He said, if you knew the gift of God, you will have asked him. So, I mean, we thought this last week, you go there and pray to God, I commit this particular thing to you. And what God is going to do is that he's going to give you a supply of his spirit, which is the spirit there that is released into the well that is deep on the inside of you for the fulfillment of that particular thing. Now, the next thing, therefore, you want to do is to draw out of that particular well that is in you. In other words, to draw out the thoughts, to draw out the ideas. All right, so draw out those things that are right on the inside of you. And so the next step is how do I draw it out? Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3. Are you following what I'm saying here now? You've seen it here. So it's his thoughts he wants to put there. And so let's build an intelligent church. Because if you come to Covenant Nation, everybody expects that you are intelligent. See, so there's somebody that was doing something somewhere, and the person told me and said, so the person looked and said to the person, so which church do you go to? He said, I go to Covenant. I said, no wonder. I said, no wonder. In fact, let me tell you this. Uh, uh, let me just say this here, all right? Whichever way it lands, it lands. But, you know, some people are complaining to me that brothers in the church were not marrying sisters in the church. And they were bringing sisters from other churches right inside the church. And so I, I went to inquire. I said, why? They say, anybody that comes to this church has to have a level of intelligence. We're not sure whether we want to marry people that intelligent. Someone was telling me this. So. 
that we want people that are less. So we'll bring somebody so we can be impressive, all right, to that person. Somebody else told me, somebody else told me from that church. He says, where can I find an intelligent Christian that is this, this, this? Somebody told that person, go to Covenant Nation. So please, they expect you people to be what? I'm just saying this. You know, Paul told one church, he said, we have boasted about you. Lest they come to this place and find that the grace we are boasted about is not present here. Yeah. So please, just understand this here. Yeah. All right? So there is that level of intelligence there that is there. So how then do you get the water? Isaiah 12 and verse 3. So here is what I'm saying. Let me make this practical. Just whatever the target, whatever it is you are doing in your life, you have to get three billion in six months. Go to God. Listen, there is no way, if you check everything you know in your life, you can't get the three billion. All right? And you're going to end up a failure. Okay? Check anything because since it's not happened in your life in the past, it can't happen. As far as your mind is concerned, it can't happen. So you go to God in prayer and God has said, look, I am thirsty, which means I need manifestation of your presence and power here. Give me water here to drink of. All right? And you start spending time in prayer and it pours forth his spirit into your heart for the fulfillment of it. Next step here, I now want to draw that water out that is deep on the inside and bring it. Now it tells us in Isaiah 12 and verse 3, it says, with joy shall you do what? Draw water out of what? The wells of what? Salvation. So you have to be very happy and you have to start rejoicing and thanking God. Do you get what I'm saying here? That you have that gift of God, the life that the whole of the world is looking for. Right? And he resides on the inside of you. And you can. He says, whom you will receive. He says, the world cannot receive him. He says, because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he will dwell on the inside of you. So you want to draw, and I'll show this prayer, and you start rejoicing and praising God. Now, once you start praising God and thanking him, the thing begins to bubble up. Now, let me show you what happened. Look at Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 4 from verse 30 to verse 36. Now, the king spoke and said, now, this is what's the collapse, and this is what brings people down. Pride always comes before a word fall. Okay? Now, the king spoke and said, is this not this great Babylon that I have built, all right, for the house of my kingdom, by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. And he directed it himself. While the word was still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. Now, so when the Bible tells us that, how do we pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Anywhere there is the kingdom in that person's life, you move into a position of authority where you are. Are you following what I'm saying? That means if you are in the world of tech and you get the kingdom in that world, you'll be on top. If you are in the world of law there, all right, and the kingdom comes, huh, you'll be on top. You'll be a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So, the kingdom came there, but that kingdom is given to meek people, not to proud people. Now, look at what it says. They shall drive thee from men, 
And your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. I hope you know this kingdom is not, this is kingdom. This was in the world of politics. Do you get what I'm saying here? Uh, these were all sinners. All right? So you can have the kingdom in business. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen. Seven times or seven years shall pass over thee until you know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and he giveth it to whomsoever he wills. That's the kingdom of men. You see it. Next verse. The same hour the thing was fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men. He did eat grass as oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hairs were grown like eagles' feathers and his nails like birds' claws. And at the end of the days, now look at what he did. I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned. Now what we are teaching here is understanding. A man of understanding will do what? Draw it out. Once his understanding returned, he understood why he was now in the wilderness, suffering away. Then he knew the solution. Look at what he did. He says, then my understanding returned, and I blessed the most high God, and praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, his kingdom is from generation to generation. Next thing, and all the inhabitants of earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? At the same time, which means when his understanding returned, he praised God, and once they're praising God, at the same time, my reason returned. Reason there means how to think. Do you get what I'm saying there? The thoughts now did what? Returned to him. Once those thoughts returned, and he says, my reason returned, and for the glory of my kingdom, my honor, my brightness returned. In other words, once those thoughts returned, he started demonstrating. Do you get what I'm saying here? Brightness, now look at what happened. Now don't leave the scripture. Brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my Lord sought unto me. So his reasoning returned before people came to meet him. And then he said, sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. So what brings the reasoning, which means, how, how am I going to get that reasoning there? The thoughts here. Once I look up to God there and I begin to praise and to worship him. And so you can see that that's what people like Daniel did. When they told them that they should go and interpret dream, they knew what to do. They knew that, look, I have to, you know, it's in Romans chapter 1, I think verse, if you look at verse 19, it says that they glorified, they, they, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. And because of that, it says, they became a vain in their imagination. Because they knew him, they glorified him not. They became vain, and their foolish heart was what? Darkened. In other words, when you start glorifying God and give him thanks, your mind is opened up to those thoughts. So once you say, the target is this, what you start doing is, don't say that they want to kill me inside this place. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't ever say that they want to use me. Nobody's using you. Get this very well in life. Nobody, nobody. So, so there's a difference between abuse users. They say they're using me. They're using me. See, if they are using you, if they are using you, then you are the one responsible 
for what is happening. Abi? So leave and go and touch your own. Why are you staying there saying they are using you? Uh, Why are you saying that now? See, don't ever make this mistake. People give you platforms. Nobody's using you. Even if, listen, in fact, even if they're not paying you what you think they should pay you, so long as they're giving you a platform, you don't know what it is. They are giving you, so long as in that place there, there's a platform and there are tasks that, that you need to acquire new skill to accomplish those tasks, you are blessed. Because once the task accomplished, even if they make a hundred million, you are the possessor of the skill. And if you leave that place, you are going with the skill. Are you, you get what I'm saying? So, are you telling me that if someone's a medical doctor, they rush to uh, patients there? Okay. And they rush to patients, and then they had to, you know, the, the environment, they have everything that they needed to have, and they had to do, I mean, I mean, I mean, I should say it here. Nigerian doctors go abroad. There's a doctor telling me in Canada. So when they started asking them questions, they started answering. They, they had to ask them. In fact, somebody told me in England that when the doctor in Nigeria did the treatment and then the person said, no, I want to still go to England. When he got to England, the person looked at what they did. He said, so who is my colleague in England that did this? He said, no, I did it in Nigeria. The person said, in Nigeria did this. In Nigeria did this. Then why did you come and meet us? In fact, it was my elder sister that was telling me, the doctor. She was telling me, and I said, why did you come and meet us? They've already solved, you know, they've already they've solved that. Because Nigerians work under conditions where your imagination, <laughs> are you following say, yeah? Even they can be training you in science where they are describing something, in those places they can see it, but you have to imagine the laboratory. <laughs> So you developed everything through your imagination. You don't know what you have developed inside yourself. By the time you get there, I, you understand what I'm saying? And the skill is yours. That's what Jews say. Jews say, look, you can borrow money to get an education because it is a, an asset that can't be taken away from you. If you borrow money to buy a house, they can take the house. If you borrow money to get an education, the education is inside you. You can't remove the education inside. And they said the biggest asset is all, he said, this is what they say, the biggest assets in your life, the most strategic assets must be portable. In other words, if because of the Holocaust and all of that, this is what it's called, if they tell you to move, the best assets are the one you can carry when you are going. You know your skill. If they say leave your bags, leave your this, leave your passport, they can't say leave your skill. It's inside you. So if they tell you that the target is three billion and you got the three billion, they say they are using you. They're not using you. You are the one who acquired the skill on how to get it. When you start your own, if they say, well, we need capital of, of 500 million, you say peanuts. Because you now know how to access the thoughts. And it's those thoughts that you're going to. So don't ever say that somebody, I'm sorry, and they, you, no, 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 don't ever say it. Because that's where you're going to access the thoughts there. To be able to do things. But you see, many people do things grumbling. So they bring a curse upon their labor. They don't understand 
all right, the philosophy behind work. They don't, they don't understand it. That the first few years you are working is acquisition of steel and not earning a salary. Because if you acquire skill at the highest level, you will command what you want from people once you have a skill that nobody else has. And you can't get skill by just book education. The only way you can get skill is somebody has to give you opportunity. And once they give you the opportunity, you'll get into it. And start using that opportunity there. And start accessing the thoughts of God. And tell yourself, and this is very practical. All right, set the goal here. If you don't kill the bear and the lion, uh, Pastor Olo saying, if you don't kill the bear and the lion, when nobody puts a demand on you, when Goliath comes, you, you get what I'm saying here? Practice this. If you are in someone, just tell yourself, I want within this space of time to produce this. Even if they don't give you, like this one, I, even if they don't give you the, 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 the goal here, I mean, we are, well, let me not say that, but they give you the goal there, develop it on the internet. Okay, let me even say it. I mean, we have in the, in the office, I mean, I mean, there's an internet radio station, which eventually we're going to make a proper radio station here. All right? I'm going to be. But how did it start? The person who started it was hired for Project Rap. One day I was just doing strategy session with people in the office. And I talked about, look, this office is the main thing. You can, you can expand. Don't, don't say this is what we employed you to do. All right? And therefore, this is what you are doing. Look at the opportunities around. Look at things that you can develop. Whatever it is, you can. And she just came and said, look, myself, look I think we can start a radio station. And she began the radio and got, listen, got people inside the church. I, I said, oh, come on, you do She organized everything, studio, all of that. Let me tell you what happened. They came to meet me. The guy in charge now, because she lives in Manchester now. She's in Manchester church. The guy in charge. She's in Manchester church. He doesn't disturb me. She's still on her payroll. Because I can't let talent go. I cannot let that kind of talent go. The people that, that came to meet me with the bill, they said, Pastor, I said, yes. He said he was standing far. I said, well, we have, I said, what's that? He said, the invoice want to renovate the studio. I said, listen to me, whatever you write on that thing there, you get it. You're a productive person. Any branch, you mean they're buried fruit. You focus there. The one that is talking and murmuring, you with, do you get what I'm saying? So it's a question of, is the skill that you have gotten as a person when they give you grounds there. So don't start thinking in terms of, you know, just say, how can I access thoughts here? How can I, you know, build up and develop? And, and when they give you, go be happy, rejoice. Okay? Uh, and next we will get to the concluding part and then give God thanks and, and say Father look I'm asking for a supply of the spirit for this particular thing and uh, once that happens the water is on the inside of you now I've got to reach to that water and bring and with thanksgiving and praise and begin to do that and then just spend time and start thinking if it's 25 minutes every day just start thinking yes you will, you will shoot blank the first day you will shoot blank the second day you may shoot blank the third day you may shoot blank the fourth day but when the light starts coming when the light starts coming, you see, it's like speaking a language. When you go there and they're speaking the French, you don't understand. You don't understand. One moment, what happens is that you just start understanding. You just wake up one moment. That's how it happens also. Breakthrough thoughts just start coming, which means that the neural pathways have been formed. The circuit has been formed inside your mind. You've gotten the path there.
your light just starts shining brighter and brighter and you're on that particular path. But without that particular thing, you are stuck. The only thing you can do is protest and join a union. That's the only thing. You go and join workers' union and be protesting for salary increase. Do you understand what I'm saying here? But in terms of, I mean, do you see anybody who is highly skilled inside union? You can't find them there now. They don't do union care. They don't do union now. All right? They, 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 because they manifest themselves. So you can choose. You can, they say, whichever way you want to do, but you can, you can choose and do that and then begin, all right, to build, all right, and to develop, all right, yourself and, and begin to do that and start accessing God's thoughts and get to it. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank thee. And we, I pray in the name of Jesus, every single person under the sound of my voice, as we leave this place, let the Holy Spirit continue this conversation in their heart. Teach, educate, and bring them into this powerful experience of accessing this particular thoughts that you have within your being in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.